Let us bow our heads in prayer. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there is doubt, to fade in you. O oh, Master, grant that I may never seek so much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love with all my soul. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord. And where there is doubt, true faith in you. We thank you, Lord, for your word to us this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of love. We thank you, Lord, for making us channels and instruments of your love to our people. May your love remain in our hearts this morning, and may your word strengthen that love in our hearts, for we make our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Some of you may have heard me tell this story, and I often tell it a couple of times, because it's a true story that happened to me and had a very deep impression on me. A few years ago, a pastor invited me to spend the summer months in his parish, and I agreed to go. It was supposed to be about two months of help in the parish. But the pastor decided that the rectory was too small for the two of us to live in that rectory for three months. So he decided, you know what, I want you to have a good time, and I also want to have a good time. So what I'm going to do, according to the pastor, I'm going to get you a beautiful apartment somewhere around the church. And I said to him, deal, I love that. And so he got me an apartment, and then when the time came, I arrived, and I moved into the apartment, beautiful apartment, everything was cool. And so a few days after I moved into the apartment, I decided to take a long walk around the neighborhood. And so there I was, you know, taking my walk gently, you know, with my earphone, and I was moving around with a swagger. And after a while, someone riding on a bicycle passed by and then stopped and turned around and started riding back towards me. Mm, at that point, I was like, what's going on? And so I stopped. 
and waited for him, and he rode back and stood right in my front. And he said to me, what are you doing here? And I said, what? What I am doing here? I live here. And he said, you live here? I said, yes, I do live here. And there was this awkward, long silence between the two of us. And we were now looking each other eyeball to eyeball. And he looked at me. He looked at me. He said, you do? You live here? You do? The eyes alone, you could feel the fieriness and the redness filled with hate. And I stood my ground, although my heart was racing fast because I didn't know what was going to happen. And after a while, he turned around and just rode away. For the whole of that day, I kept asking myself, what is it that makes a person, even without knowing nothing about me, is so uncomfortable with me just by the way I look? And the more I thought about it, I actually felt sorry for that guy because I began to see how sometimes we can be trapped in our histories. Sometimes we can be encased in our binary narratives that we actually become victims of our cultural spaces and our cultural histories. And as a matter of fact, I started praying for that guy because I felt he was trapped. And that's why you may have heard it said that love liberates. It's not just a metaphor. When people say that love liberates, it's not simply a metaphor. It is real. True love liberates an individual. It liberates a community. And believe me, it liberates a culture. And that's precisely why in our readings today, we now see Jesus reducing everything about religion and religiosity to love of God and the love of neighbor. So what I've done this morning, after carefully reading through our readings this morning, I've decided to reduce it to three spiritual implications. And so I just want to remind us of those implications, and we can continue with our, our mass this morning. Implication number one is that the true face of religion is the face of active and practical love. And I've intentionally used the adjective practical and active. The face of God, the hand of God, the lips of God, the eyes of God is truly found in the face of love that we have in our hearts. And that's why some of you may have read it, St. John's letter, chapter 4, verse 20, his first letter. He says, St. John says, Whoever does not love a brother or a sister he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Isn't that amazing? That if you cannot love your brother and your sister that you see, 
How then would you love God that you don't see? Because your brother and your sister is the imago dei, is the image of God. And so for you to truly see God, you just got to love that God in that person. You know, there's something the Indians do that I like a lot. You know how the Indians greet each other? The master. The master. I adore the God in you. I worship the God in you. And I think that's precisely what our readings remind us this morning. That true religion begins when we are open to love one another in Christ Jesus. Implication number two. Spiritual growth equals spiritual reorientation. And what do I mean by reorientation? Reorientation is looking at things in a new way. And sometimes it can involve cultural reorientation. Sometimes it could involve even political reorientation. Spiritual growth is proportional to spiritual reorientation. And that could even mean shedding ethnocentrism. What is ethnocentrism? Ethnocentrism is that mindset I have, that the African food is the best food ever. The African language is the best ever. That sense of superiority that I think that my culture, my ethnicity, my cultural space is the best and is the yastic and is superior. Uh-huh. Easy. Calm down. Calm down. And sometimes, reorientation can mean even shedding militarism. What is militarism? Militarism is a mindset where I think that strength, strength, it's about war and warriors. And strength and military is masculine. Peace and love and diplomacy, huh? that's feminine. That's weak. And so there comes a time, reorientation means having a balance between militarism and pacifism. Having a balance between force and love. Because what changes society at the end of the day is not the barrel of the gun, but is the power and the force of love. That's what all of us are called to. Finally, reorientation, especially at a personal level, means shedding what some people call self-serving bias. And what is that? It is that mindset that I have that I can find quick excuses for my behavior. But I am always ready to criticize, to judge the other person's intentions and the other person's motives. And sometimes the cause of our conflicts, conflicts between spouses, conflicts between siblings, conflict between neighbors, is because of self-serving bias. We are quick to impugn negative explanation to the other person and positive explanations to my own behavior. 
And so spiritual reorientation today for all of us really means step back a little bit and let the grace of Christ enable us to look at certain things about us in a new light of Christ. And then finally, the implication of our readings this morning means that the love of neighbor is like what sometimes I call the ripple effect. You know, the ripple effect is like when you throw a rock in a river or in a body of water. The distance of the ripples is proportional to the weight of the rock and the impact of the rock. The heavier the rock and the force of the rock on the water, the longer the ripples will go. Ripples are the love of neighbor. The rock is your love of God. The heavier your love of God, the farther your ripples will go. And so at the end of the day, if we really truly want to love the neighbor, the ripple effect simply means that we've got to love God so much. And that's why Jesus tells us that the first commandment is so important. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. That's the rock. That's the impact. And when it's heavy, when it's solid, when it's staunch, your ripples will go a long way. And so my prayer for us this morning is that that ripple of love will touch our families. Somebody please say amen. amen. My prayer for all of us this morning is that the ripple of love will change our hearts, change our parish, change our community, change our nation, and change our world so that at the end of the day, we all can see God in each other. And when we say, I love you, we truly mean it because we see God in one another. Amen.